Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Never go outside without a gun in 1887 or whenever this is. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. What up, Jen? Oh, God, it took me like 35 minutes to get this set up today. <laughs> Jenny's at my house. It's Thanksgiving, but by the time you guys hear this, it will be... A couple weeks after. Mm, approximately December 5th. Okay. Oh, can I tell you that someone, I won't mention their names, but friends of mine were talking about, someone mentioned Pearl Harbor Day and they didn't know when it was. It's or December 7th, saying, I know. Do people not know that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like Graham was fixated on that. So, like, mm-hmm. we knew it, mm-hmm. but hmm. that's a big thing. It happened, this is how I remember it. So this is how you remember it. Gen X pro tip. This is how to remember the date of Pearl Harbor. Oh, because I'm like, I feel like you don't remember it. It occurred on the day before John Lennon was assassinated. Who the The, hell's going to remember that? The day after, or the year after he was born. No one remembers or cares about that. He was born in 1940. Pearl Harbor happened in 1941. He was born on December, or he was assassinated on December 8th. Pearl Harbor happened on December 7th. No one cares. <laughs> um, I beg to differ. I think I mean if you have Beatles to, fans care. But you understand that if you have to remember, that's not a good like memory device because if you have to then remember John Lennon's birthday. It's a mnemonic device for the people oh. who are obsessed with John Lennon. I get okay, so that's a real specific crowd <laughs> of like you. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Jenny, um, what are your thoughts on <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Twitter. I feel like we tweet we uh, Twittered out. That's over. By the time you guys hear this is probably gone. I mean maybe Twitter's gone. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the crown? Oh, it's good. So Amy and I are watching the new season of the crown. Season five? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. I just can't believe that dude plays Charles. Like on in no reality is Charles that good looking. 
So if you haven't been paying attention, I'm obsessed with the show The Affair. But you, most people probably know him from The Wire, which I, I never saw. I never saw The Wire, and Dad, obs- like, loves that show. Everybody obsesses over it. They're like, it's so great, and you and I have never seen it. So many people are like, that's the best show ever made, period, end mm-hmm. of sentence. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do that on Patreon someday. We're going to do The Wire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I guarantee you now we'll have 10 comments in the Mimi Beast telling us to do The Wire. <laughs> like, anyway. Two middle-aged white women talking about The Wire. Let's sign up for that. <laughs> anyway, Noah from The Affair plays Charles. And it's really it really has me conflicted because I'm so attracted to him, but I hate Charles so much. Right. But he, I like how they tried to ugly him up like a little bit, but like it bit, didn't work. A little bit. It didn't work. A little bit. I like how we're watching this, and and if you guys don't remember, Diana did like a a tell all book, but like you know, did it via tape. Which Jen, how did you feel about that? Well, you just don't have your live voice recorded <laughs> anywhere. As I sit here having my live voice recorded for eternity, do not commit to tape. Anything do not ever. commit to tape. Commit to digital, like we are. <laughs> So she, anyway, she did tell a book with this dude. And every time he showed up on screen, he had like slick back hair and glasses. And Jenny was calling him a Poindexter. <laughs> I don't know why. That's like She's a like, thing. who's this Poindexter? I don't even know where that comes from or what it means. Like, I know what it means, but like, I don't, I don't know where that saying came from. Oh, shit. It, I didn't do an index card. Oh, great. Okay. I'll have to record ooh, it after. Ooh, we'll make one up. We'll make one no, up. I know in what real I want to do. It no, on. we'll do one in real time. Oh, God. Fuck. Okay. okay. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> there you go. Amy's been dying to say that. She was just telling me about that yesterday. We'll do it live. I'll Guys, do it live. Come at us if you know. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll, we'll do, do it live. live. <laughs> come at me if you know where that's from. Because <laughs> if you know, you know. Oh, my God. You were just going off about this yesterday. Yes, I was. Um, But anyway, back to the crown. It's so well done. It, the oh my way God. they Unlike weave storylines together. I yeah. mean, I don't know who's writing this shit, but it's amazing. It's not Michael Landon. You think? He's dead, first of all. It'll be really hard for him to write this. <laughs> it's not Don Balick. We are Mark safe from him. <laughs> um, the other thing that I'm watching that is so well written and so well done is written by Mike White is White Lotus. So good. Yeah, that's really good. And you're watching your autobiographic film Wednesday. It's not a film, it's a show. Wednesday. And I have it's really I love Tim Burton. Do you, it's do really you feel good. seen when Wednesday's I feel like it makes me happy. Some burning shit? It makes me chuckle and it makes me happy. Um mm-hmm. I have a I have a quote from that show for you. Okay. I go just ahead. saw that like episode one and two. So she's a writer. She's trying to be a writer. I mean she's a teenager, but she's trying to be I a writer. I was gonna say, is she young still? She's like 15. Okay, so she's get, doing the teen angst writing. Okay. Yeah, she's like Familiar. in high school. I would yeah. say like she's in high school. I don't know how old, but she's in. she would be in high school. Okay. Um, And she's, I guess she's, her psychologist was asking her if she submitted her writing like to get published. Mm-hmm. And here's what she had to say about editors. Oh boy. <laughs> editors are short-sighted fear-based life forms. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. I thought you might appreciate that. I appreciate that. As a writer. Yes, I appreciate that. 
Listen, I'm not a grammarian, so editors are a grammarian. A grammarian. Yes, you just grammarian. said grammarian. So editors. I'm are shutting it down. I'm prospect. shutting it down. I'm shutting <laughs> this down. But I will say that they can also be exactly what Wednesday described them as. <laughs> All right, um, guys, just so you know, we watched this episode together, so it'll we be didn't talk about it. We kept like. And I'd be like, save it, save it. <laughs> so, and I'd be like, but she's like, no. And I'd be like, why? No, stop. So we're talking today about Little House on the Prairie, season nine, episode nine, Empire Builders. Jenny, do you have a description? Of course not, because we know you don't have an index. I'm card. completely like, I'm, I'm just not prepared for this because I got thrown into all this, mm-hmm. and my mic didn't work, and I had to do mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not my regular studio. Mm-hmm. And Amy's making me do stuff. What's I put her to work when she gets here. Guys, we got lost in an arcade yesterday at the mall. Like, we were in the mall, and we found an arcade, wandered in. We were the oh, only yeah. people in there, pretty much. We were playing um, Guitar Hero. We were playing Terminator. We were playing Deal No Deal. I'm obsessed with Deal or No Deal. Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize the I premise for that was so you. simple. I shredded you on Guitar Hero. Well, okay, so in in full disclosure, I hate to take. I didn't want to say this, Aim, because it takes your thunder away. But I think one of my buttons didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want you to think you you won fair and square. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, hit us with that description. Come on. Having a railroad built to pass directly through Walnut Grove sounds like a wonderful idea for many town residents, particularly since it would increase the size and popularity of the area. That's it? That's it. Wow. Okay. They're phoning in the description. They though. are. Like, if you look at the ones for season one and two, they're, like, really nice and well-written, and then there's, like, two sentences that yeah, don't make every, sense. This is the skeleton crew, guys. They're Everybody's phoning got. in season nine hard, and so are we. Hard. <laughs> All right, so we open on a train station. I just wrote, where's Pa? Where is he? Where is he? Like, when I see a train, I need to see him adjacent to it. Well, I told her, I'm like, he's not even, all he's doing is executive producing this stuff now. His name is nowhere else. He's not even producing. He's executive producing, which means he's writing a check. I wonder if he's on to Highway to Heaven at this point. Highway to Heaven. I don't know. Pause. Okay, we're back. Go ahead, Jane. Highway to Heaven started in 1984. Oh, so no. no. So this was 82. He could be writing it, though. You don't think that takes 15 minutes? <laughs> That's true. We didn't take Highway to Heaven. Who are we kidding? All right. So there's a lot of train talk and, hey, everybody, and Edwards pull up. <laughs> when we saw, hey, everybody, we were like, oh, God. All I said to Amy was, how do you spell doofus? <laughs> Um, if you're new here, hey, everybody is manly. And I realize that I say that all the time without even saying his real name. So if like, somebody's just jumping in on this episode, they're going to have no idea who I'm talking they're about. They're going to have no idea what's happening. But the long and short of it is, Almanzo, when he first came on, not only was he a terrible actor, we love you, Dean Butler, nothing against <laughs> you. Um, but his he was just, like, they just wrote that character as shit. And he just had this weird voice. And he was always like, hey, I'm here like just this weird high-pitched voice <laughs> so That's i started like, doing it as hey 
everybody. And that's how it came to be. This would be the equivalent if somebody was like talking about, like if someone had a podcast about a podcast, which I still kind of want to do just to be that person who has a podcast. I would love to do that podcast about podcasts. But like that would be like if someone was like, Amy's a terrible podcaster. No offense against you, Amy. We love you. (laughs) Well, let me just say this. Dean Butler is a good human. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. Take that. Please run that clip. Because, again, guys, trying to land an interview with him. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to talk to you after after all of this. Oh, and I do have, wait, breaking news. Breaking news. If you recall, we revisited you being packed and nice several times. Oh my God. Are we still and on? Mom this? said she did not remember it. Yeah, remember? Mom doesn't remember our childhood. Okay. Surprise. Mom had a revelation the other day and called me up to say, I remember Jenny being packed and nice now. How do you <laughs> what she how, how did she regain that memory? <laughs> but she said in the emergency room, they packed you in ice. To bring your temp, your fever down. Yes. When you went upstairs into your own room, you were put in an ice tent. Wow. There was like a tent and then ice in it. Mom's going, they put her in this thing. It was a tent and it had ice in it. I'm going, an ice tent? <laughs> She's like, yes. Well, I feel like an ice tent is different. To me, an ice tent is a tent made of ice. Oh, whatever. So you, so you heard it here first, guys. Breaking news. Jenny was indeed packed in ice. Okay. I was in a refrigerated tent also, apparently. Because I was thinking of Manly being packed in ice. Come on. Why didn't they just give me Advil? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, because the railroad is expanding, there's some confusion with Edward's shipment. And it's all fucked up. No, 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 this- no, 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 no. First of all, I have so many thoughts about the railroad. A, as soon as I see the train on Walnut Grove, all I think about is who's going to take advantage of the poor slash workers. <laughs> <laughs> right because like that there is like yes it's the living like character of capitalism mm-hmm. in in this in this series and then the other thing is okay so the, the they have an express shipment and the dude says oh the express shipment is on the president's special which is which is coming like which is behind coming up after the this current train why would you mm-hmm. put the express shipment on the later train <laughs> i don't know <laughs> That's what I was freaking out about that I wanted to talk about Jenny, yesterday. when he says the president, it's on the president's special, what does oh. he, everybody, ask? The president of the United States? What a moron. <laughs> He's like, hey, everybody, is my shit on the president's train? Oh like, he God. honestly thinks, who's the president this time? What year is it? Oh, it's like 1889, 1890, something like that. Oh, my God. Harrison. Benjamin Harrison. Oh, I was going to say, not not William Henry. I mean, you'd have to look up what month it is. <laughs> but he won in 1888. Is it that early? I don't know. I think Jen. Grover Cleveland is probably still president. Time means time. nothing. Because I don't think it's 88 yet. Because Rose was born in like 86. Okay. Time means nothing. So anyway, Manly thinks that Grover, Grover Cleveland. Cleveland is on this train. <laughs> Bringing in his shipment from Sleepy Eye. <laughs> Let that sink in, guys. The conductor literally rolls his eyes and kind of chuckles and is like, no, of course not, no, dude. dude. No, dude. It's Mr. Hollingsworth, the president of the railroad. Now, the president arrives and Edwards and hey, everybody. I'm just going to say manly. 
But I have him abbreviated in my notes as hey, everybody. Which is he. Yes. The president arrives and Edwards and Manley are asking about a shipment for Walnut Grove when Collingsworth overheats. Hollingsworth? Is it Hollingsworth or Collingsworth? Hollingsworth. Oh, shit. I have it wrong through the whole thing. Great. Collingsworth overhears and You're literally reading it on the screen. How can you mess this up? I wrote Collingsworth. Okay. So they go inside his train car. So president's like, hey, you two, come here. Let me talk to you. They First of all, can we discuss car. that Walnut Grove is trending? <laughs> it is trending. <laughs> he overhears it. Jenny, this train car looks like something out of uh, Trump Tower. It's ridiculous. It's like so... First of all, Hollingsworth. No, and I was saying... I know you're reading it from your notes, but how'd you fuck it up in your notes when you're reading it from the TV? Oh, because I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But this guy is like the classic, like you could just tell they have in the, in the costume department, like evil businessman suit. (laughs) And like, they just pull it out and it has the top hat and like the pocket watch and the vest. And then they like the, the, uh, the set design is like, evil rich people and they just pull out like all the drapery (laughs) put it in antique tables and let it glass yep yep so jen he offers them a drink and what does edward say edward says i used to yeah they ask if they ask if they want some alcohol or some liquor and manly says, says no i don't drink he's like and edwards is like i used to but it kind of backfired on me And I want to propose, like, AA's new slogan. I used to like liquor, but it kind of backfired on me. I'm like, it kind of backfired on you. First of all, that's the understatement of the century. That's the understatement of the century. (laughs) All right. Did any, wait, did people actually die or did people almost die? Albert almost died. Albert, yeah, that's true. He almost died. He dies later as a direct result of this, we think. Oh, because he gets hooked on the... Right, right. But but there's some, I don't know, there's some controversy as to whether Albert dies or not. So we'll have to get there when we get there. Okay, so Manly's like, must be nice to have money. And Edward says, money can't buy you happiness, but you can look for it in nicer places. (laughs) Kind of like that. I'm using it, using it. I am convinced that Mr. Edwards is writing his own dialogue. Well, as soon as they got walked into this train car that's, like, ridiculously elaborate, I'm like, uh-huh. who are they getting used by? Because <laughs> they should Holling- be immediately suspicious. Hollingsworth informs them they are planning to run a rail station right through Walnut Grove. And it'll mean big money and big things for Walnut Grove. And Manley's like, hey, everybody, how can we help you dupe our neighbors and loved ones? <laughs> into this dude exactly he's like i'm sure everyone will want to help and they could tell the guy is like like fucking what's his name what's Mm -hmm. his name from mr burns Mr. Burns. (laughs) the guy's like mr burns like excellent (laughs) so i just wrote where's charles he would have seen right through this yes because i don't i count on edwards to not be duped by like criminals and like shysters but Mm -hmm. like not businessman. I feel like he gets duped by businessmen and like you bankers. You need and Charles and his libertarian sense. Yes, you do. Yes. Okay. So he's the the railroad dude says, "I need your help in buttering up people, so like we could get our land easements and stuff." Yeah. Okay. Then we meet Mister Wilkins. Now he's the superintendent of construction, so he's like the foreman. Yeah. So he's gonna be a dick bag. Mm-hmm. And he thanks them for helping out, and because he has Manly's to get the like, job done, it's all on his back. 
Yep. And Manly's like, no, 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 no. Thank you, big corporation. Thank you for the opportunity to lose our houses. <laughs> so we cut to Walnut Grove and they're raising a welcome banner for the Minneapolis and Western Railroad. Is that what no, you're doing? That's round? not nope, that's not it. There's a clear, okay. obvious one here. Guys, we it. are gonna do a live index card, so this is oh gonna be God. interesting. <sighs> Harriet says the railroad deserves a warm welcome. They're gonna help them emerge from the dark ages, maybe even bring in some culture. Doc Baker's there. He's all for this. Oh my god, he's a total futurist. I think maybe they'll wants- actually be a fucking hospital and everyone won't die in his watch. Maybe right, that's why I he's think excited. he wants them to bring in more professionals. <laughs> he's like that. I don't have to do any work. Harriet's excited because she thinks they're going to get an art museum and a theater. And and Jen, who's skeptical? Who is the voice of reason here? Laura. She has been trained well by her pa. She's skeptical, but I like how um, Doc brings up that there's going to be competition for Olsen's. <laughs> Because I'm like, Laura's, as she's talking about this, I'm like, she realizes other stores are going to come in. Yeah, Laura's just like, this is sus. Like, mm-hmm. this is not going to end well. Laura's I, the true Gen Xer in the room. I just wrote, Laura has some unresolved railroad trauma from her childhood. <laughs> well, and she's, I think, like, Laura's the voice of Gen X in this whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seems too good to be true. Yes. So Edwards pulls Manly aside and he's like, we need to find a way to get that railroad contract to supply them with lumber. Can you commit to, quote, extremely hard care work? (laughs) Hardcore work. Hard care. Hardcore work. Jen, Jenny didn't know that that was from Twitter, guys. The Elon Musk memo, which was like, we're taking... I swear to God, he did six lines of coke and sent this. Memo. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, we're taking Tesla, or I'm sorry, we're taking Twitter to a whole new level. Can you commit to extremely hardcore work? And if you can't, you have to leave. It's like, dude, I get it when you're trying to put a rocket on the moon. I get it. Right. This right. is Twitter. Calm down. So uh, Manly's like, yes, Elon Musk, I can commit to extremely <laughs> hardcore work. Because Edwards is like, you're going to have to work day and night. Like, well, and Edwards is, is like, hardcore. I'll put together a proposal. Suddenly you he's know. like a mathematician. Can he even write? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Now the construction workers have set up camp right outside of town. And Jen, they have like a makeshift saloon. And I wrote, I don't know what this means, but I wrote, they're all ragtag. I don't know. I, I don't know. But like Rev is wandering around out here, snooping around. <laughs> Rev is not wandering around. Rev is judging. He's Rev, walking around judging. Rev is like um, hovering. And mm-hmm. his main job is apparently to stomp out the fun. Yes. He is not happy with this saloon. And the foreman is like, dude, we're working extremely hardcore. We need a place to drink yeah. and chill. Yep. And I just wrote, this is like some kind of rave happening. And you could tell the guy was just like, We'll go to hell. We don't care. Like, whatever. Fine. He's like, whatever. (laughs) Take your judgment somewhere else. So Laura is telling Manly, like, she's really concerned that they're going to turn into the next Chicago. Yeah, I feel like that's not going to happen. And Manly's like, look, this is going to be good. I'm going to make a boatload of money from the lumber here. We know know Manly can never, he just never can make the deal. No, he can never cl- never be closing. Is his, no, he's not a closer. Motto. <laughs> he's not a closer. So uh, Laura brings up the railroad embargo. Again, we have her unprocessed trauma. Yes. So the railroad men are saying, 
they need to take the Carter farm, which is the Ingalls farm. Thank you very much. And possibly, hey, everybody's farm. Yep. So now let's see how you like them railroad tracks, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) How you like them railroad tracks. (laughs) They're going to put the depot out here. And they're like, one of the dudes is like, well, Mr. Wilder's completely on our side and said he would help us. So he's going to give up his house, I'm assuming. (laughs) His room, not his house. (laughs) He has a one room house, right? They just built that. They might as well sell it and move on. Why not? They just built it. The next morning, Willie is late for school and almost runs over Rev. And Rev is haunting the town. Oh, Jenny did some research on how old Willie is. What'd you come up with? Okay. Because he's been in school for 600 years. (laughs) This, I blame this on the bad writing. Of course. Because they were all like within a year or two of each. They were all within like two or three years of each other. Like age wise. Right. Right. And then everyone else moved on and like. Opened businesses, got married, had kids, built houses, and Willie's still in school. So I'm like, there's got to be like eight years between them. Yeah. Willie is, this. the actor is 15. So Laura was 16 when she married Manly. Yeah. Right. So he's that like. That was at least a year or two ago. That's what I mean. Like the timeline on the show makes him like 19. <laughs> so. Uh, Rev is there with Harriet and Harriet's talking about how great the railroad is and two drunks stumble out of the restaurant behind her. Now keep in mind it's morning. Yeah. Okay. So at the Carters, we have the foreman out there shaking them down. Yep. And he's like, oh, we need your land. And John's John Carter's like, can I just have a little bit to think about it? And uh, Foreman's like, no, dude, we're tearing down the drama barn. The, like it's the thing about the thing about this is like the Foreman is such an idiot. Like I feel like John Carter was seriously thinking about it, but then like he got all like, we're taking your land no matter what. And then of course yeah. somebody's gonna get all like, you're not taking my land. Like just see what decision they make before you use the hammer. <laughs> they might make the right decision. Well, now we have. Or they might this... make the decision you think is right. Like, just let we it go. Have this scene, and I'm ready to just burn everything to the ground when this happens. They are trying to force John and Sarah Carter on us as some kind of replacement for Charles and Caroline. Yeah, and it's not happening. I'm not accepting it. It's not happening. Okay. So at the so anyway, so they're trying to replace these people in in our viewership and i'm not having it they do not have the same relationship that Car- charles and caroline had the magic the first of all you don't know anything about them we've seen Car- charles and caroline for like eight years and like these guys right, for and like they just two episodes these two yokels in okay i don't want it i don't want it i don't know why laura manley just didn't move into the little house i know it's so weird like their and- house burned down or some shit or blew down blew down and then Charles and Carolyn leave, and why didn't they just go there? I don't know. Little Rose could grow up up in the balcony. I don't the know. Balcony. Wow. The balcony. <laughs> At the mill, I just wrote, please tell me they didn't start milling all this lumber without getting the contract. Because we just see a big pile of lumber. Well, but to be fair, it's lumber. Like, <laughs> you could give that to any contract. It's not like the, it's custom. The foreman heads over, and they think he's there to order the lumber. And yep. Edward's like, I didn't, I've done some figuring. Here's some figuring. I can't even imagine what that looks like. It probably looks like serial killer math. It's probably like. And the foreman's like, no, dude, we do our own lumber. Like, no thanks. Because, of course, they own a subsidiary that's a lumber company. Mm -hmm. Like, this is all, this Mm -hmm. is why we have monopoly laws now. Yep. 
So the foreman's like, we need your farm, Mr. Wilder, and uh, here's the bill of sale. Let's just sign it and get it done right now. Yeah, so and they're he's offering like, $1,200. He's like, I think you'll see we have a fair price. And Edward steps up, and he's like, that's a shit price, dude. Like, he I mean, could get twice he that. Let me look at what that is today. So 1200 Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So that's about $30,000 oh in today's God. money. The railroad pulls out eminent domain. I have an index card. Okay, let's do it live. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. It's so fucking stupid. Jenny, what is eminent domain? Well, my understanding of it is that it's when it's that the government, the U.S. government, I think it's just the federal government, but I, I'm clear if the states have the same right. That's what I have to look up. They reserve the right to take per- private land from people if it benefits the broader goods like if they want to like re redivert a river or you know like to fill reservoirs or if they want to build a reservoir like i think they did this when they flooded a lot of towns and like made lakes and mm-hmm, reservoirs mm-hmm. um and like definitely definitely for building the railroad so they, they can seize private land i believe and i hope i want to say true. it started around reconstruction oh yeah probably um i believe they they have to okay here so just the definition, the right of the government or its agent to uh, take private property for public use with the payment of compensation. I think 
they have to pay like a certain like the going rate like they can't they can't under undersell you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i believe it started in 1879 1879 the fifth amendment to the constitution says no nor shall private property be taken for public use without compensation without just, so they used to just, just be able to take without just compensation right mm-hmm. so it has to be fair market value mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's long been used in the u.s to acquire property for public use oh i'm sorry it goes back as far as 1875 okay so right well, after the war yeah the Supreme they Court first... again acknowledged the existence of com- condemnation authority 20 years later in the United States versus Gettysburg Electric Railroad Company. Congress wanted to acquire land to preserve the site of the Gettysburg Battle in Pennsylvania. The railroad company that owned some of the property in question contested this. Ultimately, the court opined that the federal government has the power to condemn the property. Wow. Oh, so that's wow. Yeah. Go on with your... The U.S. Supreme Court first examined federal eminent domain power in 1876 in Cole v. the United States. This case presented a landowner's challenge to the power of the United States to condemn land in Cincinnati, Ohio, for use as a custom house and post office building. Justice William Strong called the authority of the federal government to appropriate property for public uses essential to its independence, existence, and perpetuity. Wow. Mm. But that is not like... They had the right to condemn it? I guess. But now that's not the case now. So that must have that must have been how it started in the seventies. But when did it change to you get fair you get fair price? Here I have it. Eminent domain grants a government the right to take over a property. Condemnation is the term used when they are actually taking it over. Oh, okay. So condemnation is the acquisition or taking of private property for public purpose. The right to condemn is sometimes referred to as the right of po- or power of eminent domain. They used it a lot for national parks too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't think they ripped down a lot of houses for that. They probably just, maybe some people own some land around it. No. So do states have the power? That's what I'm wondering. Well, we should, we should start a podcast called Two Sisters Google. And it's like in real time, you see us learn about things. <laughs> this is really pathetic. I'm I'm disgraced, but I blame this on you. This, so we had a review come in over the weekend, guys. Five star review. Thank you very much. That said, hot take. More note cards. Did it say note cards or index cards? I think oh, I don't know. One. Now I have to look that it up. Said index cards. God. <laughs> um. So in honor of that review, we're just going to do one for 25 minutes now because we, we don't have time to edit it or write it down. It does Amy say more index me. cards. It does say more yeah, index cards. Yeah, of course cards. it does. Yeah. I was hoping um, they got eminent, it wrong because that would just be great. Eminent domain is a power of local and state governments as well. Oh, yeah. I believe that because this is happening by us right now. They're expanding the turnpike. They're like mm-hmm. making it easier to get on and off. And they're taking some houses and people are on the news and they're pissed about it. Okay. So I have a question Mm -hmm. for as long as I can remember, there has been the threat of a train to New York city going from Scranton. Mm -hmm. And I heard, I don't know, maybe in the nineties that this was blocked by a couple people's property that they wouldn't sell. But I mean, 
it sounds like they would have been able to do eminent domain on these people. No, it was part of, so the holdup was a certain piece of rail that they couldn't get access to that another rail company owned. And I want to say it was in New Jersey. Jesus. So that held up this project for 25 years. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like, and I thought I had delays on some of my projects. Okay. So that's eminent domain. So we got it. All right. So this dude tells John Carter. That concludes our live index card. (laughs) This dude tells John Carter, get a fucking lawyer if you don't like it. Lawyer up. I don't know what to tell you. See you in two weeks, motherfucker. That didn't take long. Everyone's lawyering up. (laughs) So now, hey, everybody heads over to the Carters and he asks them to team up to see a lawyer in Sleepy Eye. Jen, where's Adam? I thought they had a lawyer in their family. They do. Where's Adam? He is useless even when he's not on the screen. Mm -mm. Okay. So Carter's like, I'm fucking staying here. And he actually says, like, I don't know what's going on with this country right now. Get used to it, dude. Fake Charles and Carolyn have a touching moment. And I just wrote, nope, nope, won't work. Now they get to sleepy eye and the lawyer's like, sorry, there's nothing I could do for you. Like, this is eminent domain. The government can do what they want. You can't do anything. You could probably tie it up in court, try to fight it, but you're probably going to lose. Not going to lie. Now at the mercantile, Harriet is on the side of the railroad. Of course. Of course. Of course she is. I swear to God, she watches Halloween and roots for Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. Definitely. She's on the side of COVID-19. Hmm? Yeah. So Rev is really struggling with this. He's like, I don't know what's happening. He was given stink eye. To him and Nels were giving yeah. side-eyed and shade, like hard. Yeah. To like the railroad dude when he walked in. So the railroad dude, this is this is the second in command. So I call him number two. His name is okay. Hobson, but I can call him number two. Number two, Jen, is having a crisis of conscience. Yes. And he corners Rev outside and he's like, I don't like doing this. Like at first it was all about it. He's the surveyor. Building. Yes. But he's like, now we're dealing with people here and it's not cool. And they're treating people like obstacles, like they could just move them aside. And, you know, something. And Rev is like, I love you. Let's be besties. Amy's he literally like, calls Amy, him his friend. Amy utters at this point, this guy's a narc. <laughs> <laughs> I do have written here, narc. <laughs> <laughs> So in bed at home, Laura is getting all libertarian. She's like, I can't believe what's happening in this country. You could work your whole life. And then they come along and they take it. It's not right. Everybody has their right to their property. Literally how our country started. But anyway. Yes. yes. And hey, everybody says, I wouldn't take 10 times this offer. First of all, a couple of things here. The U.S. government took everyone's land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because people lived here before white people. Yes. So let's just be clear about that. Yes. Second, if someone comes along and offers me 10 times the the, uh, value of my house, (laughs) I'm moving out that second. If somebody offers me one and a half times my house. Like 10 times the, could you imagine if they offered you 10 times what your house is worth? You'd be gone, anyone would be gone a second. Anybody. So Manly says, this land is part of us. I'm not selling. Maybe you and the baby though should peace out because shit might get real rough. Laura He's going to buckle down and fight the railroad. He'll be dead in five minutes. He needs Laura. Come on. Now, Laura Laura does not say this, but I'm going to put words in Laura's mouth here. This is what Laura should have said. (laughs) 
who the fuck do you think you're talking to, dude? <laughs> I had a murderer in this house last week while you were two miles away looking at footprints. <laughs> she like fought murderers. Like, I can handle this She fought bank shit. robbers when she was like 12. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so now we see Hester Sue overwhelmed, which is rare in the restaurant. Yes. Yep. She's calling Harriet because the restaurant is overrun with railroad guys. Then we see some weird scene where they're setting us up for a fight. I, I don't know. That was weird. And then they that just dropped weird. it. Now the stagecoach pulls up. And but Harriet, can we discuss that that miserable customer that used to fight with Nelly is still there? He's still there. He's, he's still, still there. there. Stagecoach pulls up and Jen, it's saloon girls. Where's Carl's Jr. now? Yeah, but you know who's there? Willie. And what yeah. does he say? I don't know. He said something about Nancy, though. He, I, I don't know. This is what I heard. Okay. I hope Nancy grows up to look like them. Wow. Or yeah, is like Nancy going to grow up to look like them? Something like or that. Or maybe she's never going to grow up to look like them. <laughs> I don't know. Hard to say. I don't know. Really. I don't know. Back in the saloon, we pick up on the dropped fight scene and they start fighting these two real First of all, games. it's Caroline's. It's not the saloon. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Yes. The restaurant. They're treating it like a saloon, <laughs> but it's a restaurant. Some dude is thrown right through the front window. I feel like Harriet would have thrown a bigger fit than she did. Well, she was trying to keep her cool in front of the new arrivals in Walnut Grove. Jen, we learn in this scene that Doc Baker is running an Airbnb out of his his (laughs) office. Yes, he is. He's got a room for rent above his space. And if you don't mind the sound of moaning patients and rotting corpses, you can rent one too. Yeah. So at the mill, the foreman comes out to pick up his signed bill of sale. He's like, where is it? Where is it? And Manley's like, I'm not doing it. You're not getting our land. Guess what? You're just not. And Edwards is there with his arms folded, giving the stink eye. Like, Well, Manley gets threatened. And then Edwards, like, counter threats. (laughs) Of course he does. In what is the most blasphemous scene of the entire episode, this wannabe Charles Ingalls. John Carter is in his drama barn making furniture. I am enraged by this. Was he making furniture? Yes. Oh, yes. I didn't even and I wrote, I have to draw me. the line here. I'm done with this. <laughs> so his wife comes out. I forget her name, Sarah. They go walk into the house, and all of a sudden the foreman shows up. It's dark. He's all menacing. And he's like, Give me the bill of sale. He was like lurking in the shadows. It was creepy. And Jen, the horse was neighing again. Were you freaked out? Oh boy. Okay. So he goes, Sarah, get my gun and get the bill of sale. Rips it up, gives it to the the foreman and the foreman's like, you're making a big mistake. And he rides (laughs) off. Now Hollingsworth shows up at the job site. And number two tells him he's concerned about the farmers. And Hollingsworth says, you guys know what you have to do. You know what to do. You know what to do. That night, the Carters hear something outside, and John thinks maybe he didn't latch the barden door shut. <sighs> Never what go outside. Do? What does he do? Never go outside without a gun in 1887, or whenever this is. Especially when you hear a horse neigh. So he goes out, no gun, just checking up. And Jen, who shows up? Two dudes with KKK masks on. They're not That's KKK masks, but they kind of look like it. Yeah, I'm like, is this the clan? The pillowcase, it's a pillowcase. potato sack, whatever. Potato sack. It's a potato sack. 
um, hoods that they used to wear then just freak me out. Freak they me out. Freak me totally out. freak me out. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly, Sarah hears the door slam. So she has drifted back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So he she went, witnessed- he left and didn't come back. She witnessed her husband being threatened. They hear a noise in the middle of the night. He heads out, never comes back. She just drifts back to sleep. But I feel like people slept better in these days. Like they, they just worked like dogs. They, yeah. So they just like, they would fall asleep from exhaustion all the time, I would think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unlike us that, that we're like, shh, shh, there's a sound. I'm awake for four more <laughs> hours. <laughs> like, but here's what, here's the quote I have for here. The night is dark and full of terror. Do you remember that? The night is dark and full of terror. That's a song. No. No? What is it? Yeah, it's a it's an Ozzy Osbourne song. <laughs> no, it's from Melisandre. Remember Melisandre from Game of Thrones? Oh, yes. Okay, Who was yeah, one yeah. of my favorite characters, yeah, and yeah, she would yeah, always yeah. say that. All right, Jenny. So, bottom line, John gets the shit kicked out of him. Now, the next day at Baker's, there's a crowd at Baker's. Laura, yeah, I have, Manly, I have a question. Carters, Rev, number two a, comes in. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is there a scanner in Walnut Grove? Like, whenever anyone ends up in the quote unquote emergency room in Doc Baker's, like, everyone seems to know instantly. <laughs> well, maybe they just tell Harriet. Yeah, there she you runs go. around telling everybody. Doc says Carter's going to be okay. No broken bones. But number two says some deputized, deputized hooligans. Just rode out to that Carter farm to take possession. I wrote, where are the kids? The kids Sarah have not and John been seen Carter the whole time. Are, Sarah and John Carter are both at Doc Baker's. No. These maniacs are driving out to the farm to take it over. Where's yeah. Jason's Jr.? There's Is no mention of the kids at all. There's no mention of the kids no, at all. we don't know where they like, are. Like, if they were good writers, they would say, they would have them have a little conversation where they're like, oh, thank God your our kids are with your brother in mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sleepy eye. So number two says, well, Manley's like, what can we do to stop this? What what can we do here? And number two says, the Carter farm is the key to everything. Reminded me of that line from Zelda. It is the secret to everybody, right? Or to everything. <laughs> Without it, they would have to run the track through Tracy. And Manley's like, okay, I have a plan. Okay. Okay. Is <laughs> is Manley going to dress up like a ghost a la butler at a Scooby-Doo mansion? <laughs> like, so they think it's haunted and then they go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. So he's sending number two out to get Tracy surveyed and get a feasibility study. Now, I told Jenny, local <laughs> uh, construction crews are doing a feasibility study here of, of widening 81, and we're on year nine of that. So... <laughs> The fact that this guy gets this done in two weeks, yeah, not right? even a no week, way. is amazing. I mean, there was just dirt and trees then, though, also. so It's true. At the Carter farm, so so the plan is Manley's going to stall while this guy's off getting it surveyed. Yeah. At the Carter farm, hey, everybody shows up, and one of the railroad people are there. And he's like, hey, everybody, I brought you some fried chicken. And I was like, I could use some fried chicken. Oh, I love fried mm. chicken. Just then, Edwards and... <laughs> Edwards and a bunch of people jump out of the back of Manley's wagon, and John Carter's there with bandages. <laughs> Amy was dying. <laughs> Amy was dying when that happened. So Edwards holds his gun on this dude, and Manley's like, "You want that chicken to be your last meal?" So they duped them with fried chicken. Mm-hmm. I could be duped with fried chicken. Yeah, I could be duped by fried chicken yeah, too easily. So now we see the foreman with Hollingsworth, who's like, we got to get this done without any killings. 
why don't you get me the wife of the men who are holding the Carter place? So this is the plan. The men are all there holding these two idiots captive in the Carter house. So Hollingsworth gets all the women together in the church and he's mansplaining how the railroad (laughs) is going to do what they want no matter what. Right. Like we may kill your husbands. He's not saying that, but yeah. And he's like, can you little ladies go out there and talk to your men? I also feel like some of the little ladies are like, "Mm, what are you going to do? You're going to kill my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, he says little ladies. We're not, we're not ad-libbing that guys. He says it. Then he's like, you have till 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. And he leaves. And Laura's like, fuck this. Because now Laura is starting up a posse. (laughs) <laughs> she is <laughs> now we see the men the railroad men all surrounding the place and they're so they're dramatic. just waiting and the women show up in a wagon and hollingsworth is like oh thank god the women oh, are here god. to talk to the men the women are here mm-hmm. well and the other thing laura realizes which i think she understands to use to her advantage is like they were hesitant about attacking the men because that's going to look bad but they're never going to attack the women well, that would be like devastating they consider it <laughs> they can, well we'll get to that but like you know they're the railroad and they can do whatever they want but like that that specific railroad company like can be replaced you know yes. what i mean so like the yep. railroad quote unquote the institution of the railroad yeah. would go on but like that hollingsworth could be gone at the very least Agreed. Right? so the men come flying out of the house and manly yelling, what are you women doing here oh, God. saving your asses that's what they're doing there And Laura yells to Hollingsworth up on the hill, we own this land as much as the men do. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Nope. And you cannot have it. And she has a gun. Have you worked as hard on this land? Absolutely. But you definitely don't own it as much. But unfortunately, you're not allowed to own it. And I just have hashtag women of Walnut Grove. Yep. So she has a gun and she's like, you want this land? You're going to have to come and take it. Fuck off. They fuck you I from think, Laura. I just wrote, Manly's all turned out. <laughs> well, I love how Laura's like a big fuck you to him. And then and then Wilkins is like, looks at Hollingsworth like, well, like, what do you want me to do here? Like, he was all ready to just like yeah, kill all Foreman of them. Foreman was ready to go in. And Hollingsworth he was kind of like, should like, I just kill a bunch of women? And number two steps up and says, uh, you really can't afford the negative press killing a bunch oh, of women. Jesus, yeah. So there might be another way. And he whips out the survey results from Tracy. He's throwing cost benefit analysis at this guy right and left. Yeah. So Hollingsworth just goes, just literally Hollingsworth just goes, all right, let's go to Tracy. Would never happen. Well, because he's like, but he's like, he, he argues the sunken cost fallacy where he's like, I already put a bunch of money into Walnut Grove. Like why wouldn't, and and then. uh, Number two. What's his name? Number two. Number two is like, well, but, you know, long delay, the more delay, the more days this goes on, the more that's got, like, eventually you're going to, like, outweigh those. Right. Like, gonna we're, we're going to have to clean up all these dead bodies and shit. Yeah. That's like, a massacre just doesn't look good. So I wrote, that was easy. The men just retreat and Narc gives himself away by riding up. Narc number two rides right up to the men and women. And he's like. I guess you won. Hope you enjoy it. Wink, wink. It was so weird. (laughs) So weird. Now at the restaurant, everyone is eating and the foreman comes in to settle his account. Carter follows him into the street, pops him in the fucking face. And he says, small farmers like us are always going to beat you. 
always, because we love this country and we love this land. There you go. Now, Laura voiceover. The train went through Tracy and it became a boom town with gamblers, drifters, and the like. (laughs) Jenny, what what group do you belong to there? The The like. like. Definitely Mm -hmm. the like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Walnut Grove remained the same, a simple little town where people took care of each other and loved the land. That's it. Jenny, whose fault is this? Almanzo and Edwards. (laughs) For getting duped right from the beginning. Yeah, they should have been like, I could tell you right now, you're not going to be able to put that railroad through Walnut Grove. (laughs) They should have been like, I know that place, just go to Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what it is? I think they got Edwards with the the premise or the promise of a saloon. A promise Mm -hmm. of a saloon. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he could tell when they were talking about that. He knows what it means if the railroad's going through. And you could tell he was already conflicted about not drinking. <laughs> you could just see it in his face. All right, Jenny. At the end of every episode, we look back on theme or a lesson, something we take from the rewatch or something we uh, remember from when we saw it the first time. We called our wides designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode and did you remember it? I sort of remembered it. Um, this is why we thought the small guy would always win Mm. because that's what i have big railroad but really corporations and capitalists wanted us to believe absolutely not true you think capitalists wanted us to believe the little guy would always win well like like that you know like that we could do it that we could do it but like ultimately that's not reality that's not reality no i guess i guess i'm saying it wrong i guess they wanted us to believe that that's true that that's happening, but it's not. No, like, this would little never guy have happened. Anything. This absolutely would not have happened. No, a hundred percent, they would have taken it. Like they happen to have another easy way to go, but if they didn't, they absolutely would have taken it. They probably oh, would have murdered them. And, taken and how opponents. do they know they're not going to face the same resistance in Tracy? I know. Well, I guess it was going through like a, it wasn't going right the middle through right through the middle of farms. So who did this original feasibility study? Because they fucked it all up. They fucked up. They fucked up. Yeah, yeah, because, like, you have to imagine you're going to get pushback if you're going through the middle of a bunch of people's land. But, like, the thing is, like, they didn't have to kill them. They just had to start building the railroad. Like, what are they going to do? Right. They just had to seize the land, and then now they're trespassers on it. You just call right. the law and to remove them. Like, well, they there didn't have no to law. murder them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There's all these, like, false stakes. That's, like, one yeah. thing that I feel like Little House is good at. Like, like false stakes. True. I have... This this is a pet peeve of mine, and we see it even today. Nobody owns patriotism in this country. Like this whole everyone like, thinks they own patriotism exactly. in this country. This whole like we are the farmers will win because we love America. We love the land. Yeah. Like no, everybody like everybody who's here presumably could love America. Yeah, like it doesn't belong to you. Like, we get this idea of we're the true patriots because Mm -hmm. we believe X, Y, Z. Like, no, that's not true at all. Like, patriotism is not something you own. Yeah. It's something we can all have. Yeah. It's It's not. um, It's not patriot pie. There's not a finite supply. Right. That's what I'm saying. Why it's not pie. (laughs) And it drives me nuts. And you see that here. Like, just this Laura voiceover even. Like, we're oh, the Trace- Patriots. Tracy's yeah, not. We're the Patriots because we <laughs> yeah. love the land. So and like, Tracy let them build a railroad through it, their town. So Yeah, so anybody who is, you know, for progress or I'm not talking about like the level of the railroad. 
Mm-hmm. But even that, like some people might argue that the railroads opened this country up. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, we're a good thing for this country. Yep. I mean, you know, the whole buffalo rides when they were just shooting buffalo out the window through the Great Plains wasn't great. I mean, there's a lot of problematic history. Wasn't yeah. great. But my point is, who are you to say that a person who supports the railroad is less patriotic than you? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. And by this definition, then what are you saying? All city dwellers don't love America because you have to love the land. (laughs) This drives me crazy. (laughs) Guys, don't be this person. Don't Mm. be this person that's like, I am a true American and I love this country more than you. I think you need to think about patriotism patriotism like faith in a way where it's like everyone has their own personal relationship with it and like expresses it in their own way or doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are times where I've taken heat for being critical of certain things in this country and it's like, no, I love this country. That's why I think it can and should be better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I just was resigned to like it's a shithole, then I wouldn't care. Right. Right. Ugh, drives me nuts. Okay. Jenny, tell everybody what we have coming up next, please, and let's end this episode. Oh, my God. This episode's over. So the next one coming up, are we doing 10? Yeah. Laura's childhood friend, Jane Canfield, comes back to Walnut Grove. Despite being blind, she develops a fondness for Isaiah Edwards, who is twice her age, and the two fall in love. Jane's vision is restored when she receives eye surgery. Uh-oh. <laughs> Isaiah's hopeful about building a future with her. But negative input from his friends turns into one of the most difficult decisions of his life. Oh my god, Jenny. Is this going to answer the eternal question being asked by Nick and Vanessa? What is their name? Lachey. Lachey. Is love Is love blind? blind. <laughs> I have to see that new season. So we have Love is Blind Walnut Grove style coming at you next. <laughs> Barely. Alright, um, anything else? all right guys if you haven't already check out our patreon link is in the show notes we do two episodes a month there plus you get early access to this at one of our tiers and you get commercial free for everybody on patreon and um happy thanksgiving i hope you had a good one i know it's over now but we hope you had a good thanksgiving jenny are you gonna come upstairs and help me cook now no you need to no you need to help me cook the reason I come here is so I don't have to put for right, anyone. Guys, whatever. thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.